You want to hear the cutest thing said about cinema this week, maybe? Or maybe the sweetest thing said about cinema? About cinema, sure. So we're sitting in line at the U-Haul place, getting the U-Haul. It's me, Brielle, my mom, and my dad. And we're all just kind of sitting there. They're across one side of boxes. We're on the other. We're kind of doing the thing of whose line is going to get there first. And my dad looks over at me and he goes, hey. And I was like, yeah, what is it? And he goes, we watched Ad Astra last night. I was like, I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to do my five minutes at the Ha Ha Hut here. And I was like, oh, what did you think about the twist ending where it turned out like Brad Pitt's dad was a basset hound? And my dad just started laughing. My mom goes, I like Tommy Lee Jones. Hey. Yeah, like she was like, hey, you leave Mr. Jones alone. He's done a lot of good things. He's done a lot of good for the world of movies. This is also the woman who defended Jeremy Renner today. Oh, well. Apparently he's doing a lot of good for the community. All right, sure. It doesn't outweigh hitting your wife, but, you know. Say that. I'm just saying. Like, Look, I'm, like, I'm, I, you know. Hey, Tyler, has it been proven he's physically hit her? Not well, proven, but like she went to the cops and like okay, filed a okay. restraining order. Okay, so. so she's filed a restraining order. Because, you know, Tyler, I, I don't know if I want to intro it this way, but Please don't. <laughs> I think we start a restraining order against Tom Hooper and being able to make movies. Against him I, being able to make I, musicals. I think it's time this. To, I, Oh, I think it's time to put him in movie jail. Oh, yeah, right, because he did make the Danish girl. Yeah, no, 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 let's break his hands. Let's break his hands. Okay, but before that, uncut gems. And then your main event, Cats. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to TWGTF, or as everybody knows it, from the Diamond District of New York to a place where I think it's God in high heels driving a Studebaker throws you into purgatory? This is Two White Guys Talking Film. I am, of course, your host, Ben. And I'm Tyler. I'll say this to TWGTF Presents in theaters now. <laughs> We are here this week as a little mini episode. I'm going to hopefully try to get up this by Monday. You know what? No, this is going to go up Christmas. Yeah, of course. So Uncut Gems comes out. Well, Uncut Gems comes out Christmas Eve, but you know. Yeah, but still, it's good. And the two movies we're going to talk about are Uncut Gems, and we're going to talk about Cats. Jellico Cats. Someone didn't want to watch Star Wars. He wanted to separate himself from all the other podcasts who want to get attention. I, well, listen. You want to open with that as our little opening thing? Or our yeah. little best thing I didn't? Yeah. Because <laughs> I can tell you about it. I, Star Wars for okay. you for a little bit? Here's the thing. Don't have a whole lot of money because of Christmas. And I was like, don't really want to see Star Wars because of what I've heard of recently from someone named J.J. Abrams and how they're like kind of rewriting all of the things I liked about the last film, The Last Jedi, which I was like, well, that's like one of the best Star Wars films I've seen or the best Star Wars film I've seen. And I heard that they were kind of like rewriting all of it. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like a fucking bummer. And I don't want to go see that. So that's why I didn't go see Star Wars. Ah, fair enough. So do you want me to ruin it for you? Yeah, ruin it for me. Eight minutes, 38 seconds. In the podcast to avoid spoilers. Thanks. Just so everybody knows, I do not care about spoilers, ever. I know. That's, that's what's great. And you've read a lot of them, so we can just kind of talk about it. Yeah. 
Palpatine is the fucking grandfather of Rey. This is like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That's the dumbest like, shit I've ever like, heard. Like this is there are two spectacular misses in some ways this week. Now, granted, this is not nearly close enough to the absolute catastrophe. And I just realized I said it. I was not gonna do that pun. I'm sorry. Yeah, catastrophe that is cats. But there are some huge misses here. There are some things that work too. I will fully admit that. But there are other things that don't. I would like to admit I was next to a very loud child who I really at one point wanted to look over at the mother and go, you have to do something about this. Like he is literally audibly talking out loud. Like you have to like take him out of here. <laughs> other, no, no. Other people paid for that fucking movie. Like Guess you what, have to It's a fucking kid's movie. It's not a fucking kid's movie. No, it's, it's a fucking really, kid's movie. It's, it's really Wars. fucking it's dark. Movie. It's a really fucking dark movie. Yeah, so, but it's Star Wars. It's a kid's movie. They're all kids. I, movies. I, I know, but, and this is where I think I have my biggest problem with it. We cannot live in that world anymore. This is the first step of like becoming a real adult because there's no way we believe that at the end of the day, good does not outcome over evil. We all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Or did it? Or no, did it, it, Tyler? It, no, 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 Tyler. Wait, wait a minute. I'm going to tell you something. So in this movie, at one point, she stabs Kylo Ren through the side. And like, like she get it's a during the water scene you've seen in the trailer where they're lightsaber battling. And he's just kind of laying there and like, he's just kind of look up at her and it, it looks like it's curtains for Kylo. And she bends down and she heals him. And he says, thank you. And she goes, I gave him some of my healing energy. She also does it to a droid, I think. And she does it to something else. And at the very end, her and Kylo, the emperor absorbs both of them. You give a little bit of yourself to someone when you use the force to heal. You give a little of your life energy. Kylo and her get sucked dry by the emperor and the emperor is back. He's on this like feeding tube the whole time. I'll say this, the movie is visually fascinating to look at because I bet you the drawings for this were just like awe-inspiring. So there are good things. The two of them, Kylo turns face. He calls himself now Kylo Skywalker, I think. Gross. It's not great. Or no, it's Ben Skywalker. No, it's Ben. No, it's Ben Solo. He's Ben Solo now. I'm sorry. He does. Yeah, because she calls Whatever. him Ben. You would think ben I would remember Solo. that with my name. You I mean, would. Well, I thought you would. I mean, yeah. I mean shit, dude. I, I, I like that his name's Ben Solo, but that's a personal thing. So the two of them face off against the Emperor, and Kylo gets thrown back. She gets up with both lightsabers. He force lightnings her ass. She catches it in, in like an X shape, and he said, I am all the Sith. And she goes, I am all the Jedi. It's one of the worst deliveries I've ever heard. I think Daisy Ridley sucks in these movies, like really hard. Like hardcore sucks in these movies. She's... She's really poorly directed. Not... And I mean, like, the second one's okay, but it's... Ugh. She's better in the second one? She's not I think great. she's, she's a back. Bad she's back to actress. I think she is too. Murder on the Orient Express. Something we're going to talk about. The Which remake. one did you watch? I watched both of them. No, I'm oh, just kidding. God. No, but she's Why? in that, and she's terrible in that. I mean, she's no whoever plays the hot the hot lady. Oh, who's Sean Connery's? Sean Connery's. It's not Vanessa Redgrave. Why is it autocorrect to the 2017 one? I don't want that one. I don't know because it's newer and people want you I, to forget. I suppose. Very end of the movie, she buries both Luke and Leia's lightsabers. Leia has a fucking lightsaber. And yeah, it's really fucking annoying. She buries them both and she turns around and some ladies, they're like some weird puppet thing. And it's like, who are you? And she goes, I'm Ray. And she goes, who is your family? And like, oh, and by the way, she kisses Kylo because he takes a bad force bump or something. And like, then he dies and like drifts away. I think low key Kylo Ren is possessing Ray and it might be the greatest ending to a Star Wars movie of all time. Doubtful. I 
no, no. She says Skywalker at the end. I think, I think, I think, I think, um, I think it's going to be a low. Oh, by the way, neutral ass gold lightsaber. I think literally what's happening there is she is instead saying that like, it's meant to be sort of like an adoption scenario where like Leia, Luke Skywalker was like, that's who she's saying is her parent, not Palpatine. She shouldn't have fucking parents. That's all. No, I've got. it's a really bad idea, and it sucks. Okay, we're we're Her done. Parents should be fucking dirt farmers. She should come from nothing. Because I mean, how how great was the line? How great was the delivery from him in that movie? They sold you off for drinking money. You don't want to see it, but you do. Like he's so fucked up in that moment, and he's not. I don't think he's wearing a shirt. Anyway, fire J.J. Abrams. Don't let him make any more movies. By the way, can I pitch you something as well? And we'll get out of Star uh-huh. Wars with... Did you see the trailer for Tenant? Yeah. Okay. I want to I want to talk to you about this. Do you know the Tony Scott movie Deja Vu? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Stars Denzel Washington as a guy who, like, figures out a way that Deja Vu works as, like, time travel, I think is the plot. I've never seen it either, but that's what the trailers always made me believe. This low-key looks like a remake of Deja Vu, but Christopher Nolan said, no one remembers that movie. I'm going to remake it. And then I'm going to use his son to do it. And, like, it really feels like that. Like, I feel like this is, like, a low-key weird remake version of it because it kind of has the same principles going in the trailer. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to send you the trailer I'm thinking of, and if we can somehow, like, link those two trailers together in the show notes for this. I want people to watch both of them because I get the same vibes off of it. So oh, it was that... Vanessa Redgraves. <laughs> and that's how we end it. <laughs> so guys, look up those two trailers. Remember, it was Vanessa Redgrave. That's Murder on the Orient Express, January 1st, TWGTF. <laughs> coming attractions. Yes, coming attractions. <laughs> and you know what else looks bad? Doolittle. <laughs> There, I said it. Doolittle looks fucking terrible. Oh my god, like, it looks so, like, you know what, and you know what it looks as bad as? I can't wait. We should do an emergency episode on Doolittle. I think we should do it. So do we just review really bad movies if it's, like, something that we're both, like, oddly compelled by? Doolittle looks just as bad as Cats, and no one's talking about it. I leaned over to Katie, and I went, you want to know something really fucked up? And she's like, what's that? I'm like, this movie's been done for, like, two years. And And she just looked at me and went, why? And I was like, they don't know how to market it, apparently. And she's like, that doesn't sound good. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Well, it's not just that. It's also that the, like, person who shot it did not know how CGI worked and did not know he had to lock edit things. So, like, he would just shoot something, and then, like, the next day, she's like, we're changing the whole thing. Like, we're changing everything. And they're like, you can't do this. <laughs> this is CGI, man. And so, like, it took them two years to also complete, like, the CGI of it. And so... <laughs> I mean, what if, what, if that would be ama- what if it would be amazing if this failed so bad, but it got, like, a social media support behind it to make it a Best Picture nominee just again? Oh, God, like the fucking 6070 yeah. level. And this becomes, like, the Trump election of movie wins. I, like, no. <laughs> I don't want to put the A that put that evil out into the world. B, I, I don't want, I don't, I just don't want that to happen. I don't want to have to stop them, Ben. That's why I'm here. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. John Cena's in Doolittle. John Cena? Who does he play? I hope he's the cowardly gorilla. He's that the, would the make upbeat fun. polar bear who wears a, a ball slick and black, uh, binkers with pimplin. Oh, well, there's one of your best supporting actor nominations. Oh, Nick. for sure. Remy Malek's in it. He's the Chi-Chi the gorilla. 
Rami uh, Malek. I can't wait to watch Bond blow his face off. So the good, Craig Robinson. He's, he's apparently a squirrel. Ralph I, Fiennes I is yeah. Tiger. I don't, I don't need to go. Ralph Fiennes is oh the Tiger. Oh, my God. Oh, Marion Cotillard, uh, that lady who has very interesting ideas about 9-11. Uh, she plays Tutu of Fox. You want to guess what the budget is, Ben? I want to guess the budget's like $900 million. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I mean, that's a little bit crazy, but like... Uh, 400 not four hundred million, no. Three hundred. It's still nuts, but it's, it's you're still way too high. Two hundred million. You're getting close. One hundred million. Up higher. One fifty. Higher. One seventy-five. One seventy-five million. Damn. For that, for whatever that's gonna be, for a movie that's definitely not gonna make one hundred seventy-five million dollars. That also doesn't include marketing. Which marketing right now for them has been, I think, a cool five dollars handed over the counter to YouTube. One hundred seventy-five million. Yep. I mean, they might be ballsy enough to say, "Hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's pull it from theaters and let's put it on Disney Plus." I don't think so. You've already got the campaign. You need to make some money back. I mean, he looks low-key terrible in it. I feel like that's not his fault. I don't love Robert Downey Jr. I think he's a pretty mediocre actor. In most things I've seen him in, but, like, I don't think that's his fault. <laughs> well, and you know what? Let us switch from a pretty mediocre actor. In your opinion, I think Robert Downey Jr. is quite good in some things. There should never be another Tony Stark. I'm just saying it now. He did it the best that anyone will ever do it. He was born to play that role. If they um, do a Tony Stark, they should do that Demon in a Bottle. That that would be a great one. Like, years, like, oh, yeah. Trust me, I'm a big Iron Man fan. Uh, they should do Demon in a Bottle. It's a great, it's a great little comic. They kind of did. He was a drinker, like no, I mean, no, 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 no. Like go full bore. Go full tilt. Like I know, him accidentally killing civilians. No, I, I know what you mean. It, it would be pretty metal, but like, I mean, you got You got to wait till like they really need to pull out something. That's 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 a that's a saver. Just do it on fucking Disney Plus. You got everything going on Disney Plus nowadays. Who gives a fuck? Do do the what if? Just have the whole yeah. do Demon in a Bottle in the what if? Okay, let me ask you this: Would you look up the episode if they did Demon in a Bottle in the What If episode? It wouldn't be very good, but I'd I'd watch it. If they had Downey Jr., it might be alright if they had Downey Jr. Uh, I will say he was a pretty good Iron Man. Well, I will say this: let us let us agree that we are going to switch from a pretty good Iron Man with questionable choices elsewhere to a guy who has made a lot of questionable choices this decade but is finishing it out in quite strong fashion. So yeah, this is Safi Brothers' fifth movie together, co-written by longtime collaborator Ronald Bronstein, starring Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Adina Benzel, Lakeith Stanfield, Julia Fox, and The Weeknd, the supporting role Eric Bogosian, taking place in the Diamond District of New York. It is Uncut Gems. Tell me. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Say, say it. Say the whole ticket out loud. I want you to say it really loud. Give me a second. I want some people to hear it, all right? Hang on. Hang on. Say the whole ticket. Go ahead. I put 155 on the three-way bet. Yeah. Our next point, rebound with the Celtics money line with the Celtics to win the opening tip. Right. I'll, let's read the whole ticket. Read the whole ticket. Okay. So it says here. You having a good time? To win yes. Did you fucking hear that number? That's enough. You don't have to say any more. The bet's in. The bet's in, okay? I'm taking you to the fucking the Ritz Carlton, the Grand Cayman. All right? With the fucking jacuzzi. All right, rub that tattoo for me. 
Okay, here we go. We grab this tip and we're in business, boys, all right? Down that chest, baby. This is it. We gotta get this. This is right out the gate. Right out the gate. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Get that tip. Let's go get that fucking tip. Get that tip. Get down! Yes! Yes! Fuck, we would have been fucked if we didn't get that. That was the fucking biggest part of the whole goddamn parlay right there. That was huge. I knew he was going to win that. I knew he was going to win that. All right. That's it. I just want to say... I think we need to start the meme of Adam Sandler being stripped naked by those guys saying, when the weekend's really gone off tilt. (laughs) I'm just saying it's a pretty good meme, I think. This might earn Adam Sandler an Oscar nomination, in my opinion. I think it's a long shot. I think it might. But I do believe that if the fifth name gets read and it's Adam Sandler, there's going to be a genuine pop from the audience. I think there's going to be... You could make a real case that he should win he's low-key incredible in this movie this is amazing this is like maybe i mean like and i i got visibly upset at one point during this movie because i was like i i care about this dude like the character of howard is so i bet paul schrader had an erection during this movie oh yeah (laughs) paul schrader's like oh thank you god this movie in its very limited run of like i think like what five theaters at this point Yes. In a couple in LA, a couple in New York, has already made a million dollars. It's it's shaping up to be extremely popular. People are talking about it. Adam Sandler, I think, is getting people to go see it because I think Adam Sandler gets most people to go see a movie when he's making like a weird indie adult turn. And I think this is definitely a movie that people should see. <laughs> Let me ask you this Is this his darkest performance? I don't know. Punch Drunk Love is a pretty dark performance. Punch Drunk Love is a dark performance. By the way, I'm I'm sorry, dude. We got to spoil this. I think this will come out Christmas, so people will have been able to see it by then. And we will put spoilers in the thing. Definitely see it before you listen to this if you hate spoilers. Because it's a a big one, guys. Yeah. You've been warned from here. Uncut Gems is a movie about this guy named Howard who is a diamond exchange merchant and he also has a massive gambling addiction. Yeah. And a gambling debt. <laughs> Which I think is $100,000. It's it's a lot. He's married to Adina Menzel. They have two children. One of the kids I think is Ray Mysterio's son. Anyway. He has this massive gambling addiction and the problem is that he can't pay it off and he keeps just doubling down. Let's also introduce the fact that Kevin Garnett is like the third best performance in this movie. He's also the second, though. <laughs> yeah, and it shouldn't be. There should be someone slightly ahead of him. There probably should be, but man, I love Kevin Garnett. And I love that he's, he's in this movie. And I love he's that he's like, very good in this movie. He, like, can get a performance, like, going. Then please put the clip of him yelling, anything is possible, right? Anything's possible! I mean, I don't know shit about basketball, dude. But this movie has got a lot of people, like, talking. I know very little bit about basketball. I know that Kevin Garnett was, like, my favorite player when he was around because I was just like, man, this, like, best, like, the best center in the game playing on one of the worst teams for, like, a decade. (laughs) 
And so I was just like, man, got to give it up for Kevin Garnett. He's absolutely one of the best, constantly on bad teams until he went to the went to, went to Boston. So that's why I love Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett comes into his shop, into Sandler's shop, and says, hey, what do you have that's super rare? I like like stones and stuff. And he brings out this uncut gem. And that's the reason the movie's called it, because the whole movie is him trying to get this fucking uncut gem back. So it's an uncut opal from Ethiopia, from Ethiopian Jewish mining company, uh, which he won, which he paid and was planning to auction off because he thought it was worth a million dollars. He loans it to Kevin Garnett to take Garnett's championship ring to a pawn shop, take the money that he gets from the pawn shop, bet it on Kevin Garnett on a parlay. Ben, do you know what a parlay bet is? Yeah, you have to have several things cover. You have to have everything go right. So he goes, I think it's like tip-off points, Celtics, and I think there's a couple other things. So essentially he has to have all those things go right for the bet to pay off. And if it does, it pays out in like a glorious fashion. So he takes all of that money and he puts it on that bet. Who's, who's fucking the guy he gives it to the the bookie he gives it to is fucking Mike Francesca, which is like a very New York sports person thing to do. Interesting <laughs> to put Mike Francesca in a movie. But you know um, what? We'll we'll say this too. I'm now gonna put it in one of my favorite clips, which is. Hey. You got him making meatballs yeah, in the back. All uh, right. Salad. You have your romaine. You have your croutons. You have your eggs. Sorry. No carrots in the right, salad. Listen, what do you want? I, I, I made your bet. I know. I know. I got to change the bet. I got twenty-one thousand dollars here. So you add it on to the nineteen we asked. Forty thousand dollars in all. Scrap the whole bet. Scrap the whole bet. I want to make a six-way parlay. Celtics Sixers game. What's the line? Still plus one. Plus one. Okay. So I want the Celtics to cover. I want the Celtics halftime. I want Garnett points and rebounds. Garnett block shots. Celtics opening tip. Do you take lightning bets? Yeah, but you don't want any part of lightning bets. Fine. Come on. A thousand dollars a point, okay? Take this. And this is a gift for me. What's I this? Just, for, for just what tolerating this? me for all this time, okay? No, no, no. I already have a Rolex. I don't need your watch. Listen, it's probably fell off the truck anyway. Listen, but what do you know? Going at this, going at that, what do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. That's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree, Gary. I disagree. <laughs> There is something in that moment where I'm just like, there's your fucking, there's your fucking Oscar reel moment. Oh, God. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's just like, it's a stupid bet. Why would you make that bet? <laughs> I disagree. Like, I disagree. And it's, and it's the way he does it with his face. It's so, there's something so natural about it. Because there's like um, a weird tick to it. I'm going to be watching another Safdie Brothers movies. They have earned themselves another movie in my life. Good Time is probably everyone, uh, everyone I know who's seen Good Time says that they really like Good Time. I've seen Heaven Knows What, and I think Heaven oh. Knows What is a really good movie. Okay, so you've seen Heaven Knows What. Okay, interesting. I'm planning uh, on watching Good Time, so we might talk about it. It might be my best of the week in a couple of weeks. Okay, interesting. Well, then I will look into that. These two brothers directed Good Time, and they directed Heaven Can Wait. Heaven Knows uh, What, not Heaven, Heaven Can Wait. That's a, yeah. that's a Douglas Sirk movie. I mean, potato, safty, I mean. Wait, no, Heaven Can Wait is a, not a not a no, Sirk movie. No, it's a... It's a uh, it's uh what's his face oh this uh, is really compelling radio the guy from parallax view um yeah from parallax view that's the movie everyone knows in front of uh, william you know uh bonnie and clyde beady 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 there it is that that is i think we both simultaneously stroked out wow yeah good night through the it turns out they both stroked out but the two sides that hadn't were flying the plane
and they pulled up at the last minute. Yeah, this is by the Safdie brothers, who did Heaven Knows What, and good like time. I'm and Good Time, and they've done Uncut Gems recently, and I'm very curious to see like what they do next. They've they've interested me. I, um, I don't think they have a shot in hell for director. No, sadly. It's, but I'll tell you this: they should clean up at the Independent Spirit Awards. Definitely. I think this might have like a small shot. If it does well enough, I think this might have a small shot at like getting nominated for Best Original and maybe Best Movie and Adam Sandler for Best Actor and maybe Bogosian for Best Supporting. But like, I think that's a long shot. Wait, who's um, supporting? Uh, Bogosian. Who's that? Plays Arno. Is that who? Wait, what the is brother this guy? The guy who's constantly chasing oh, Adam Sandler. Oh, you're talking about the guy from Talk Radio. Yeah, Ben. Oh, Eric. I know. I don't. I don't know his name. Sorry, I've never. I've never bothered to know his name. Eric Bogosian. Yeah, sure, Eric Bogosian. <laughs> I would also low key maybe give Kevin Garnett a supporting Oscar nomination just to see if you can get him there. Oh, you could, and he would. He would be just absolutely. Can you, ima- can you imagine? Oh he might be the tallest Oscar winner of all time. Uh, maybe. Well, yeah, because he's like is seven he tall- feet. Is he taller than Kobe? Oh, definitely. Oh, then yeah, he might be the tallest Oscar winner of all time because Kevin Kobe's Garnett the- was a Kevin Garnett was a center. He was uh, the big guy on the court. Yeah, big guy on the court. I've I've heard of these things. Center. Yeah. So center, center is the so, so center is okay. Center is the guy who plays closest to the basket. He gets the rebounds. Kevin Garnett was actually an absurdly athletic center, so he could shoot in a time when centers weren't meant to shoot. Oh, so, so he was he was like a secret weapon. So yeah, he could shoot like mid range twos. So like he could kind of do like step backs, and he had like he was really good at rebounding. I know wrestling. Is it wrestling? <laughs> Is Kevin Garnett ever wrestled? Is Kevin Garnett Kane? I don't know. These are these are questions best left to the suits in Washington. Okay, uh, then I'll make it. I'll make it so that you yeah. recognize this. He is taller than probably both Kane and the Undertaker. Wow, that's insane. Not the Undertaker. Nobody's taller than him. The under, well, the Undertaker also wears platforms. So. Not, not, not in that ring. Nobody stands taller than the Dead Man. Kevin Garnett uh, is six eleven, so basically almost seven feet tall. What's your favorite scene? I guess. My favorite scene is he starts like breaking down because like everything has gone wrong. <laughs> like literally every move he's tried to make has not gone the way it should have gone. And like all the bounces have gone against him. And he's like crying and Julia Fox, Julia Fox, who is his mistress. She plays Julia in the movie. And like she gets like she has like a tattoo of his name on her ass. <laughs> oh god yes and that he's like, is no why would you do why that? would you do that like you're just like you're like oh if it's not bad enough i'm gonna leave this poor girl in the world with but name my name on her ass <laughs> and like, always have to tell this story and like the moment where like that happens and then like immediately after garnett's people call him and say that they still want to buy the gem i think everything from like that moment on is like Absolutely impeccable. I'm just saying, straight up, straight up, me and you, mano mano. How much you pay for this? Fucking, uh, when I pay, I pay the. Uh, that's this is that's. I'm telling you, that's uh, if I answer that question, it's very misleading. Why? It's I paid a hundred grand, okay? So you doubled your money. I'm the joke here, all right? I got fucked. A million dollars is what I was supposed to get. I get a fucking what? Made sixty-five G's? You gave some niggas. From Ethiopia, a hundred grand for something you thought was worth 
a million dollars. You don't see nothing wrong with that, Howard? Ethiopian miners, you know what these fucking guys make? A hundred grand's fifty lifetimes for these fucking guys. A million dollars is more, is my point. You well, understand? If you want to win by one point or fucking thirty points, KG. Right? I see you out there when the fucking stadium's all booing you. You're 30 up, you're still going full tilt. Let's see what Vegas. What has Vegas got you guys at tonight? Take a look. Let's see. Are you, are you serious? You're going to pull this up right here? Look at this shit. The Sixers are supposed to win the game tonight, they think. We don't keep tracking on that shit. Who they think on game seven you're not going to get fucking 18 points. They don't think you're going to get eight rebounds? These guys don't know shit about ball. What the fuck are they doing? Doesn't that make you want to fucking kill them? Doesn't that make you want to say, fuck you for doubting me? Doesn't that make you want to step on fucking Elton Brand's fucking neck? Come on, KG. This is no different than that. This is me. All right? I'm not a fucking athlete. This is my fucking way. This is how I win. Let's just say the last scene where he's on one side of something and someone's on the other is pretty damn compelling. Yeah. yeah, it makes it makes a, a case both for and against parlay betting. He he put on some fucking weight for this movie. He did. Um, he There's, did a little unflattering, full frontally kind of stuff. Yeah, he looks, um, he's he's yeah. like he's 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 saying to he's saying to Joaquin Phoenix, "I'll show you fucking dark." <laughs> like he's going for it, and I love the moment when like. Like they they show the tip off and like Kevin Garnett gets it and he like looks at them in the glass. <laughs> it's like if he didn't get that tip off, we would have been fucked. <laughs> Could have all gone out the window right there. <laughs> oh my god! It started with the tip off. <laughs> For some reason, just like this movie's oh, great. You should go see this movie. It is, yeah. And and I'll say this: Sandler deserves a nomination. Um, I think it deserves a screenplay nomination. For sure. Yeah, I think this is the Paul Schrader this year. I can't wait for A24 to publish the script so I can fucking read it. Um, can I ask you what your favorite scene is? I really do believe the scene in the car where the guy says, don't make me an asshole. And they're just stripping Adam Sandler nude and locking him in his own trunk. And then he just comes in in a hockey jersey. He comes in in like what I can only uh, describe as uh, Adam Sandler streetwear, which is if just like you... what Adam Sandler usually wears out. <laughs> if you honestly like turn the brightness up on this movie i think it's an adam sandler movie it's a really dark adam sandler movie <laughs> i bet all the money on the on the like if he was doing that i think it's the same movie like but i think it's just like the darkness is turned super super up and the bright is like nah let's just turn that off for now this movie once again proves that when adam sandler wants to be he can be he can be one of the best one of the best actors in America. Yeah. I think this is justice for uh, Punch Drunk Love because he was amazing in Punch Drunk Love. He's also really good in Funny People. I funny wish I, I not a I, great I, movie. But. I don't care about Funny People at all. He's he's fine, but I mean, at the same time, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I get it. I get it. I think he's really good in Funny People. I don't think the movie's very... I think the movie uh, lets him down at points, but I think he is very good in that. Nah, I just don't know. I I don't know if I can sign off on Funny People for me. But, yeah, but we can say this. Uncut Gems. Go see it. Thumb thumb squarely up if we're doing the the Ebert. And do you want to be Siskel or Ebert? Uh, I definitely want to be Siskel. Thanks. Thanks. Let's point out out the weight with it. Let's Let's point out the weight with it. You know what I say to you? That's what I say to you. Mm-hmm. Fucking song has been in my head all 
fuck, we're coming in with this. Fuck it. Uh, every song has been in my goddamn head for the last four days. And some of them suck compared to the musical. Some of them suck just regardless. Like, some of them are bad in the musical. Best number in the whole goddamn show is Rum Tum Tugger. And they botched that so hard. I like that you have, like, cat hot takes. Like you, <laughs> I kind of low-key love the musical Cats because it's hot <laughs> in tight spandex rubbing up on each other and it's kind of hot it's i'll say this formative part of ben's discovery years if you will if you will take my meaning and i'll say this these cats are asexual and horrifying why did this movie happen i we're just gonna get into it time to talk about and i'm gonna introduce this one um and you know what? Go ahead. Keep singing Jellico Cats behind me while I do this. Tom Hooper needs to be stopped. I can't even get into the fact that he absolutely is um, just the worst filmmaker on the planet right now. J.J. Abrams, you have some competition. This movie is completely atrocious. I hate every part of it. I'm mad at it because I kind of like the musical and that even fucking ruined that for me. Kind of. Fuck you, Tom Hooper. This is Cats. We need to stop him. He already tainted my Oscars for 2010. He kicked off the decade to a pretty rotten year. Um, and he's finishing it out with an abomination called Cats. Let's not also forget, he kind of ear-fucked us a little bit with uh, Les Mis. I'll defend the Russell Crowe performance till the day I die. Great but, Russell Crowe performance. Yeah, uh... He's going for it every fucking second. If you want to talk about the Mount Rushmore of going for it, he's number one right now for me. So Les Mis, great Great okay. Russell Crowe performance. Terrible then, movie. Yeah, I'm terrible glad movie. Anne Hathaway uh, got her Oscar. I'm uh, not. I love Anne Hathaway. Ben, shush. This is my time. Ben, shush, 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 I'll get back to it. Jellicle's doing Jellicle's scan. Go ahead. Keep talking. I like Anne Hathaway, and I'm glad she has an Oscar. Anyway, that's all I'll say. It shouldn't have been for that. The scene where she crawls behind him because she's supposed to be now dead and going up to heaven is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Look. Who didn't catch that in the editing bay, you lummoxes? Look, all movies are stupid. Just that movie happens to be stupider than most. Okay, point being is, not good. Danish Girl, really bad. Fucking awful. <laughs> is that everything he's done this decade? Yeah, I think he only has, what, like one okay movie this decade? King's speech is fine, should not have won Best Picture. I still have a problem with it. The man is not... Ugh, what else? I'm look at his full catalog here. Oh, he did a, two episodes of his Dark Materials. My wife liked those, so uh, bonus, I guess, for you. Red Dust, never heard of it. Oh, no, did... this is everything he did this decade. No, we're fine. Yeah, no, this guy sucks and he needs to be stopped. What is Cass sitting at on IMDb, do you think? On IMDb, do you mean Rotten Tomatoes? IMDb. Okay, I'm going to guess... Like forty uh, something, like four, not forty something, four. Like a, f how many stars? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Do you it's mean stars? Zero point zero to ten stars. Uh, probably like a four or a five. Two point six. Wow, that's actually significantly there, worse. There are. You know what, Tyler? I, I want to start us off with this because, you know, I'm, I'm rarely proud of the tweets I write. I think sometimes I catch some things that are right. I don't think I've ever written a better tweet than I'm about to read you. And I'm sad that it's for cats because that's the world we live in. There is great, problematic, average, bad. And then there's cats. One of the most bizarrely awful films of the year, if not a decade. An all-star cast baffles the mind as to how they were tricked into participating by director Tom Hooper. Truly worst of 2019 
minus one out of five stars. This is truly one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. All right, I'm not going to go that far. I definitely think it's a bewilderingly bad movie. Oh, good. Um, I, I was like, he's not going to defend it, is he? It's not a good movie. <laughs> like, for sure, he, not he, a good movie. He needs to go to movie jail. Three years. You want to play his defense attorney? Go right ahead. I'm not. I mean, I <laughs> so also I'll try, I'll, try full, I'll try for the full five, but I, I will give him three years. And no more And no more musicals. You're, you're done until I say so. I just, I want him to go to movie jail because I don't want him to make another Danish girl. Like, I feel like he should go to movie jail for that. He just goes with the Danish girl too, jelly on the Danish. And they're just like, no, you fucking moron. Like, he's like, no, no, it'll work. And they're like, I think Tom Hooper is on barbiturates. And they go, are those around still? And they go, I believe we're seeing it. Oh man, his Falkland Islands movie is going to be very bad. That's a joke. That's, he's hopefully not making a Falkland Islands movie. All right, so the Falkland Islands were a, was an incident in the 80s. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I won't explain it. No, 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 go right ahead and explain it. Okay, so the Falkland Islands, uh, the, oh, basically... Shit. What the, the Falklands going on is his next project. Oh, no. Oh, he would make it a comedy. Um, essentially, the... No, I'm not even going to explain it. You look it up. Jellico Falklands and Jellico... Oh, God. <laughs> what, you know what? Pull up... Do you have the, do you have the set list? I can. Pull up all the numbers. I'm going to tell you whether the original musical that I saw that they put on PBS and you could buy, which my sister did and watched every day when she was four. Oh, was it the little DVD? Yeah, it was the DVD. Yeah, I, I think our yes. Yeah, we watched that. It's bad. It's not. Oh, it's yeah. not a good way to watch the. It's not a good way to watch the play. <laughs> no, no. It, like, it's fine. It's fine for like people who really love the musical. But like the best way to watch the musical is probably to go see the musical. <laughs> Because, like, there's, like, no energy to that performance. Like, there's no, like, crowd noise. So you're just kind of like, wow, it's just, like, them squeaking on stage. It's kind of yeah. kind of weird. Huh. I've never even thought about it that way. It's, like, a weird, like, lifeless performance. It's, like, I, they aren't they can't react to the crowd because there's no crowd. So it's, they're just reacting to each other. <laughs> so oh, like, there's a lot. There might be a lot more bumping and grinding on that one, then. <laughs> true. There's, like, just, it's just, like, a weird, like, you're watching them in, like, a, like, a mega space. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what this feels like. This is even worse than that. This is like... This is like it has the audience hostage and it says, open your eyes or I'm going to staple them open for you. You're in the Manhunter seat right now. You're you're Freddie Lowndes and you're forced to watch this shit. There's 23 numbers listed. Okay, pick out some. I'll let you know. I mean, okay. you, know who, you know who's big in this movie, so... So let's go with the first one, which is Jellicle Song for Jellicle Cats. That's the opening where they throw Victoria in. Uh, that sucks. Victoria is not your entryway into this world in the musical. The musical is nobody's entryway because, like, you're just kind of there and you're supposed to accept that cats can sing and dance. Yeah. And also, I mean, the musical's it's mostly the same, right? For the most part, minus the McCavity subplot. Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> No, he never does. Let's the do the cavity naming of never cats. talks. What's that? The naming of cats is a big. The naming one. of cats sucks. It's so much more dramatic, even in the lifeless performance. There's the there's like kind of this weird energy to it. No, it doesn't work. Rum tum tugger. This is the abortion of the musical. You may have been able to get your Russell Crowe moment if you did this right. I'm sad David Bowie's dead because I still think he could have done this scene and just I don't know superimpose his face or something. My biggest problem is this is a nobody. This is supposed to be a huge part of the musical. He's the guy who says we should all look to Mr. By the way, they completely cuckold Mr. Mistopheles. Hey. Like, 
look, I know that in Team America, there's some allegations brought against him, but he did nothing wrong. I'm here to speak for Mr. Mistopheles. I will say Jason Derulo is not a nobody. He is pretty well the, known by people who, who like pop songs. Who, who the fuck is he? Just because you don't know him doesn't mean he's an unknown. Who the um, fuck is he? The Mungo is he? Jerry. Mungo Jerry. <laughs> that is that is fucking appa- that is fucking appalling. It's so much Rumble more vaudeville. Teaser? In the original version, which I might splice in some right here, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser is a lot more vaudevillian sounding. That just sounds like mean and like not well suited. It doesn't work at all. Do you remember in the their performance there's like a cat that has like sunglasses and looks like a superhero? He's like he pops up for like five seconds. No, I don't remember this. <laughs> there's like a superhero type cat. Oh, you think they'd get into that? I mean, I, to be fair, I I feel like I had a, had a fever dream while watching the original cat's performance and just maybe hallucinated him. But yeah, I do remember a cat that like was like super weird looking. Was it Electra? Was it Electra cat? Do you mean McCavity? That's supposed to no. be McCavity. No, not McCavity. Well, because McCavity looks like a big lion almost. <sighs> Damn it. I'll find it and send it and put it in the show notes. Please. But yeah, no, there was a cat where I was like, what the fuck is happening? Anyway. I'm sorry. Are there cat superheroes in this world? I was like, because gentlemen, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. I just like like the five-year-old Tyler. So okay. What a, no, this was me from like a couple of months ago when we when we rented it from the movies from the fucking video story. You're, and you're there was not like a cat Tyler. Like, the things you choose to watch are truly baffling. We, we were watching in preparation to watch the movie, and there was, like, a cat with, like, fucking, like, a glowing logo on his chest, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? No, that's Mr. Mistopheles. Is it Mr. Mistopheles? Yeah, that's who that's supposed to be. He has, like, the glowing coat thing. Yeah, that's the magician cat. I don't know if it was Mr. Mistopheles. Uh, if you're talking my... jacket, I think if it, I, I don't think it has a lettering on it. So maybe we're thinking of something different. I'm trying to remember what you're talking about. I don't know. But if it's Glowing Jacket, that's Mr. Mistopheles. I would stake my house on it. Okay. I don't think it was, but I, I will say I, you're maybe right. Because it wasn't the Glowing Jacket. It was something else. I'll find it. It'll be in the show. Anyway, memory. That's a full description. Memory sucks. Jennifer Hudson. What happened, darling? Like, really need to take care of yourself. You look just, no, it doesn't work. I miss curvy Jennifer Hudson. What happened? Well, to be where's, fair, where's my girl? put her in a fucking, like, giant suit where you can't see, like, like all of the cats have this weird, like, shapeless form. Except for Idris Elba, who, like, when he takes off his jacket has Oh, I hated Idris Elba when he, when he was, oh, God, he's gross-looking. You're like, ew. I was like, I don't like it. And also, is he piping out Taylor Swift? Oh, God, I guess. Because she all sings his praises, right? Yeah, because she swing, sings the... Is she like new Grizabella? I think so. Maybe. I have no her, idea. By the way, her scene. Atrocious. Awful. Absolutely terrible. The next one we'll do is Mr. Mistopheles. Mr. Mistopheles. Joyless. Just like the fucking Rum Tum Tugger. This is the second act wake up song. Um, it's a good song. Uh, it's a great song. And they, they fuck it up here. Like, really badly. Uh, the, the dude has no confidence. Mr. Mistopheles is supposed to be, like, a magician. And I've learned, by the way, now that, uh, I guess, what's his name? Fucking McCavity is also a magician, which we never knew. Oh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, this is supposed to be, this is supposed to be your Sherlock snatching out of the hands of Moriarty. 
Like, that's what this is. And he's fucking no confidence. He's fallen all over himself. He should be fucking the shit out of Victoria like 10 minutes into that fucking thing. He should be the fucking rogue who she has to slap across the mouth and say, I'm not that type of cat. Like, I mean, like, seriously, they'd completely waste him. Yeah, I got some takes on this. Mistopheles is a badass, dude. He's a fucking hero of it. He brings back Old Deuteronomy, who, by the way, it's in the name Old Deuteronomy. Who the fuck does she think she is taking that role? No, that should be Nick McKinnon. All right, no, I'm 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 going to disagree. Watch the scene where she stretches her leg out. Tell me it's her leg. You can't. Look, it can't do it. Okay, her performance isn't good. I'm fine with the idea of casting Judy Dench as Old Deuteronomy. It, like, makes sense. You're casting this, like... You're casting this like you rob me now. Oh god, it. This I'm. Here's the thing that scares me the most, Tyler. Yeah. Ian McKellen and Judy Dench are not spring chickens. Nope. I do not want to live in a world where every time I start Ian McKellen's IMDb page, I have to see cats. I don't want to do it every time I have to see uh, Judy Dench's either. And Judy Dench is close. Like I don't think Judy Dench sees the end of 2020, in my opinion. I think she's getting real close. She's really I, slowed down. There's not that same spark to her. Like, I think it's getting close. I think this is her last performance, sadly. Oh, uh, that's, that's bad. That's bad. Um, I know. I, I don't. I don't like it. But I do think this is probably her last performance in, the, in a movie, which sucks because it's a terrible performance. She's not good. Oh, she's um, atrocious. I don't think that's her fault. I, I do. I do. I, I think it's I think it's I think it's her fault for saying yes to this. I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like I think it's a good idea. It's one of those things where you make a lot of money, you get paid for pretty easy work to just like sit and like sing and maybe do like two real acting moments. So when it kind of comes out and it's this bad. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those things where I think it doesn't seem like it's going to be that bad until you're in it. And yeah, it, it really awful. is. Um, Ian McKellen, like, is kind of okay in this. I think his scene is pretty compelling. I think, yeah, I think he actually does a... He plays Gus, the, um, like, the theater cat. Yeah, uh, He's not even fragile enough. You know what? Fuck you, Ian McKellen. You suck in this, too. I think everybody kind of sucks in this. And I don't think it's their fault. <laughs> I think a lot of this lays on the head of the director. And yeah, I think awful direction. I think he's legit terrible at this. Just kind of okay. It, it doesn't work. Like that, I don't even have any more to say about it. Like it just, every scene doesn't work. Like there's not even one scene I can point to that I kind of like in this movie. I'm going to do a favorite moment is when one of the cats, the one played by Rebel Wilson. I don't know the name. I don't care. Uh, oh, the Ginny. Oh, I hate that fucking yeah. cat. It's a terrible cat. It's a terrible song. It's terrible. Whole, everything. But at one point she pulls out a bunch of cockroaches that are dancing and the like human faces on like the cockroach body is such a jarring and funny image that i could like we just started laughing at at, like it was so bad i mean why are the mice children have we even touched that Uh, yeah what the fuck is happening do we eat our children is that what cats think of us is that because this is written by a cat right (laughs) yeah andrew laid (laughs) lover he's just he's just up on the fridge when his wife comes home she goes fucking hate him so much but he made so much money off that cats yeah when his wife comes home you shut your mouth 
<laughs> Shut your mouth. She went out for cigarettes. But yeah, I mean, I, I fucking hate it. And I, I don't have much more to say about it, except there's just moments of just sheer atrocity that just do not fucking work. And um, can um, I ask you this I'm, question? I'm, yeah, go ahead. Did you watch this sober or high? I watched this a little baked. Uh, I was sober when I watched this. It didn't help. It did not help being sober either. I bet you so were I was like, still like, what is happening? I bet you were just like, math. I'm like, just see if anyone that got called out got you and just be like, anything? Crack? H? Anything? Anything to alter my substances on this? I can't help it. Anybody got some edibles? <laughs> Where are my ebbies at? You're just screaming that out. They're like, sir, we need, we need you to leave. You're like, no, I paid for this. I made a mistake. I'm seeing if someone can help me. I don't think the movie's going to make a whole lot of money because we went and saw $55 million budget. There were 12 people in my theater. I Yes, I went and saw it at 10.10 on a Friday night. And the movie theater had six people, including me and my girlfriend. <laughs> so, um, not a good look so far. But neither of us saw it at the 7 o'clock, which is the prime set. True. So True. I'm kind of curious to know how many were in there. Currently, from what I've heard, the box office reports, it's on track to make like $12 million, which means it'll probably get to its money unless the drop-off is as steep as they think it's going to be. Because I think it's going to be one of those movies where like a lot of people see it like the first week because everyone's like interested in the, like, the car crash or is a Cats fan and like wants to see what the, the, the movie looks like. And then because it, the word of mouth is so bad, and everybody's like, no, it's atrocious. And because they're fixing the things that people like in watching the badness of it, like they're fixing like a lot of the like visual effects mistakes that like crept into the movie. The reason to go watch it is to see this fucking car accident, is to see a movie that like got to the cinemas barely complete. And yet they're going to take that away. Oh, oh I'm so, so glad. They, they, did you hear that? Yeah, no. They've, they've, uh, people from who, people who work in like projection booths and stuff like that and like run movie theaters are like, they're sending out an updated movie. Yeah. Like, which it's costs been, it's a lot been, of money. It's been in shooting this, it's been, or in recording this, it's been three days. Yeah. And they've already sent out a new movie, like a, a movie with like updated visual effects. What the fuck, man? Yeah. If I was Tom Hooper, I'd be like, they backed up a Brinks truck. Man, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> he see the money and like do the crusty. It was so obscene. Well, part of part of me kind of feels bad for him because I feel like they had the December deadline. Filming ended in April. That's not enough time for a movie this FX heavy. Like it should have been a summer movie or fucking late, start shooting early, late earlier. Late spring late spring this this movie has no place to be but spring or or late late into january first of january last of april i would say or just put it out like may or june just no it's not gonna work nobody cares and it sucks it's joyless by the way then i disagree with you a lot of people care i feel like if you give this movie time you would have at least made your money back because people love the fucking musical I don't think with this, with any of this in it, it does. It's not good. Like it. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it would have like it wouldn't have been a dumpster it, fire. Okay, maybe. Ugh. There's always one at Christmas too. There's always one dumpster fire at Christmas. It's really true. Little Fockers. Oh, that was a bad one. We sold Paul out Bart, so many. What's that? Paul Bart Mall Cop. Was that Christmas? I'm just gonna imagine it's Christmas. It sounds like a Christmas, but that did well. 
No, it did. Yeah. Yeah, that got two, though. But that's the thing. Everything else is so full, you have to go to the dumpster fire. Well, I think that wraps us up, Tyler. I think it does. Yeah, and I think that brings us perfectly to just a little, little bit of probably under an hour. But this, this is a mini-sode. This is a little guy. But we had to talk about Uncut Gems because we loved Uncut Gems, and I think we have given all the vitriol. We burned ourselves out there. We're like, yeah, I think this movie <laughs> broke me. But guys, you can follow us at TWGTF Pod on Twitter. You can follow us almost anywhere on any of the things um by the time they listen to this i think they'll have heard our best of the decade part one i hope you guys liked it as long as um yeah everything is yeah yeah that's when they'll hear this they'll absolutely hear it then tyler do you have anything you want to plug give me a furby necklace (laughs) the furby necklace oh you know what lakeith stanfield low-key really good in that movie very good in that i feel like we don't talk about i want to see him in the photograph yeah, that movie looks good. Yeah, yeah, it does. The Lakeith carries on. <laughs> no justice till Lakeith holds the Oscar. He is making a lot of really interesting choices. I'm, I'm really proud of him. I like where he's headed. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm going to be a leading man. But you're Lakeith Stanfield. Damn right I am, baby. And they're like, oh my God, he's a leading man. Like, he can just do it. Like, there's nothing that dude can't do. I feel that dude's, like, limitless. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah, limitless Lakeith Lee Stanfield. What do you call it? But yeah, so, and you, you're, you're there. Well, for uh, TWGTF, Two White Guys Talking Film, I'm, of course, your host, Ben. And I'm a Furby necklace. And remember, guys, if you're sitting at the front row, if someone tries to give you an uncut gem, make sure you win the tip-off. See, he got the tip-off. If you didn't get that, we would have fucked us. Two White Guys Talking Film! At one point, I just stood up and went, this fucking sucks. And, like, I walked out of the room, and she's like, what? And I'm like, this fucking sucks. He's fucking terrible in this. And low-key, that fucking girl who was all deformed, who was interesting, now she's hot. I don't fucking care. What's there for her to chase? This is bad wrestling booking. And I just went into the other room and went to sleep. I've done oh, that. I was, I was so pissed. <laughs> I've done that. I was just, I, for a period of time, uh, one of my parents was watching Newsroom. And I think at one point I was just like, this is fucking awful. Why are we watching this? <laughs> <laughs> You're just in there with her. <laughs> fucking hate this move i hate this show mom no i fucking like jet no you ain't seen squid and the whale you just turn back it's just it's statler but not waldorf like she's legitimately trying to watch yeah, uh, moments like that where you're just we're watching something and you're just like what are we what are we doing what are we doing what are we doing this is how i went <laughs>